This week, we take a look at interesting events happening in the Mediterranean area, as we see further signs of the prophetic jigsaw puzzle being put into place. This is Matt Davies, joining you again for another Bible in the News. Events in the Mediterranean have recently been heating up. In recent years, the American oil company, Noble Energy, has discovered 42 trillion cubic feet of natural gas off the coasts of Cyprus and Israel. And it is suspected that with further exploration, even more might be found. To put this into perspective, this 42 trillion cubic feet, the whole of the European Union's total consumption last year was 15 trillion cubic feet. The new finds are causing a very interesting shift in the politics of the region and it is exciting to see the players on the world stage getting ready to fulfil their part in a drama recorded in our Bibles before it has ever taken place. Firstly we see a revived Russia heavily involved. Back in June, the Russians deployed a naval unit consisting of at least 10 warships in the Mediterranean. It's the first permanent deployment in the Mediterranean since Soviet times. With the tensions in Syria mounting, Russia keeps sending more naval units to boost its presence. For example, in September, it was reported that it had added another three combat ships to its unit. The Russians have a port in Tartus off the Syrian coastline. However, they have done a deal with Cyprus and Greece, which allows their ships to stop off and resupply in ports on their coastlines also. Now, as Bible students, we see this naval build-up as a very significant event. The peoples of Russia are mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 38 as being leaders in a great confederacy of nations who come against Israel before Christ returns to the earth. Young's literal translation renders Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 1 and 2, Son of man, set thy face unto Gog of the land of Magog, prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy concerning him. Rosh, or Russia, is the ancient name by which the peoples of Russia were once known. It is thought that they were uh, existed as an, as an ancient tribe in the northern area of Russia. Later in history, the Kievian Rus, for example, were a federation of Slavic tribes who came to prominence in the 10th century. We have the record of a Bible student of the time, Leo the Deacon, identifying the Rus with the people of Rosh in Ezekiel's time. In his History of Leo the Deacon, written approximately 950 AD, he wrote that this people, the Rus, is reckless and warlike and mighty and attacks all the neighbouring peoples, is attested by many people, among them the holy Ezekiel, who alludes to them when he says as follows, Behold, I will bring upon you Gog and Magog, the ruler of the Rossi. So when considered in the light of historical evidence, the territories of Magog, Meshech and Tubal also point to the peoples of southern Russia and the area of the Caucasian mountains. And Ezekiel 38 is all about a time period termed in the Bible 
the latter days in verses 8 and verse 16. Ezekiel tells us that in these latter days, a character called Gog would arise who leads the Russian peoples and united with them will be eastern nations such as Iran as well as nations of North Africa and Europe. They will all unite together and attack Israel under Russia's leadership. And when we couple the prophecy of Ezekiel 38 with another prophecy, Daniel chapter 11, we find that exactly the same event is being spoken of. In Daniel 11 and verses 40 to the end, we read of an invasion from the north of a powerful king named the King of the North, who will travel south and then turn back up to Israel before he meets his end. In verse 40, we are told that in the time of the end, he will invade with many ships. And so the build-up of Russian ships in the Mediterranean area is very significant, as we see Russia preparing to play its part in these very events, recorded by God's prophets so long ago. So why is Russia interested in the Med? Well, it's all about the gas fines that we mentioned at the beginning of this article. If Russia has a presence in the Mediterranean, it can protect its interests in dominating the energy supplies of the world and particularly the energy supplies of the EU. Recently, it has been very much involved with bids to support the extraction of gas from the Cypriot gas fields, as well as helping out Cyprus with its failing economy. As well as wanting to get its hands on some of the Cypriot gas, it has also been rumoured that Russia is trying to get itself a new, permanent naval port in Cyprus. Back in June, when Cyprus was seeking a loan to help with their failing economy, the Cyprus Mail published an article reporting on this. It was entitled, Russia Eyeing Cyprus Bases. Within the article, the following was stated, Russia appears to be inching closer to gaining a long-coveted military foothold in Cyprus, as the future of their naval port in Syria looks increasingly shaky. The past fortnight has seen a surge in diplomatic activity between Nicosia, that's Cyprus's capital, and Moscow, obviously Russia's capital, over Russian requests for military use of the Andreas Pandareo airbase in Paphos and Le Massel port. Now, although no deal was done on this back in June with Russia, it seems Russia's ambitions in getting familiar with Cyprus are not over. Last week, on the 23rd of October, a new Cypriot ambassador was presented to Russian President Vladimir Putin, who is reported to have said, We will continue in the future to contribute to the deepening of bilateral cooperation in the economic and humanitarian field, and participate in the quest for a just and viable settlement of the Cyprus problem. Reading between the lines, it seems that Russia is waiting for the Cypriot economy to continue to fail, and then, when Cyprus is desperate, this just and viable settlement will be put into place. They will hope to secure a deal in which Russia will bail out Cyprus in exchange for the gas and ports. So why is all this interesting then? 
Well, it connects with another Bible prophecy from the book of Numbers and the words of the unwilling prophet Balaam. Balaam was invited by a Midian king, Balak, to come and curse Israel, God's people. However, Balaam was unable to speak words of cursing as God only allowed him to utter words of blessing upon Israel. Amongst the things that Balaam speaks of is a series of prophecies about the surrounding nations of Israel which connect with the same time period we have been looking at in Ezekiel chapter 38, that time period of the latter days. For example, in chapter 24 of Numbers and at verse 14, Balaam says, Behold, I, Balaam, go unto my people. Come therefore, and I will advertise thee, Balak, what this people Israel shall do to thy people in the latter days. The prophet then utters a prophecy about various events connected with Balak's people. But in connection with what we have been looking at here, he states, Alas, who shall live when God doeth all this, and ships shall come from the coast of Kittim, and shall afflict Ashur, and shall afflict Eber, and he also shall perish forever. Numbers 24, verses 23 and 24. Now in this verse, as with most Bible prophecy about the latter days, ancient names of places are used. Kittim is an ancient name for Cyprus. Ashur is the ancient name for the Assyrians, the people who dominated the area of Iran in ancient times. Eber was the ancestor of the race of the Hebrews, Israel. Putting all this together then, we can interpret the meaning of what God, through Balaam, has said would happen in the latter days. So we're going to read it now with the modern names in place. Alas, who shall live when God doeth all this? And ships shall come from the coast of Cyprus, and shall afflict Iran, and shall afflict Israel, and he also shall perish forever. When this is linked into the prophecies of Daniel 11 and Ezekiel 38, we get a very interesting big picture of how things will pan out in the latter days. You see, Ezekiel 38 tells us that Russia is the leader of a great confederacy of nations who attack Israel and that Iran will actually be part of that confederacy. Daniel 11 tells us that this king of the north will use many ships in its military activities in the latter days as it drives south into Israel. And now, in numbers, we are being told that these ships are based in Cyprus and that somehow they are used to bring Iran under Russia's control as well as afflict Israel. So as Russia makes its presence felt in the Mediterranean and seeks a port in Cyprus, the very place we read of in our prophecies in the Bible, we see how relevant the Bible is and how close we are to the return of Christ and God's coming kingdom. Another prophecy of the same time period of the latter days tells us this. And it shall come to pass in the last or latter days that the mountain of Yahweh, the Lord's house, shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways 
and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. This is the language of the kingdom. This is the time of the kingdom of God, when Jerusalem will be the capital of the world, when Jesus Christ has returned, and as Luke 1 verse 32 prophesies, has received the throne of his father David in Zion. This occurs in the same time period of the latter days, after the dramatic invasion from the north by Russia and its allies using ships from Cyprus. So as we watch these events unfolding before our very eyes and the nations unwittingly preparing for the great battle of Armageddon, let us take note of the words of Jesus in Revelation chapter 16 and verse 15, exhorting his true followers who are living just before Armageddon, which is mentioned in the next verse. This is what he says. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. So continue to watch with us as we look at Bible prophecy in the light of world events. This has been Matt Davies joining you. Please join us again next week, God willing, for another Bible.